Hello, everyone, or should I say little fuckers, um, because I'm the motherfucker. It's a joke in my mind, but now I'm trying to make it a thing, you know, establish the brand and such. Have you, whether you're new or a return listener, gotten our merch yet? Because you should. It is so cute. Um, There are so many products. They're so soft. They're so silly and comfy. Um, It's in collaboration with a company called New, but it's spelled N-U-S, but meant to represent like the French New, which means us. Um, the creator went to Northwestern with me, shout out Balam. And yeah, I mean, we have so many cute things. We have two sweatshirts, but I digress because I say that too much and a little fucker, um, in two different colors, white and pink. And then we have the little fucker t-shirt and the little fucker baby onesie for any moms or aunts or uncles or cousins out there, whatever the fuck. Uh, And then the last two things we have are the tote bags with the logo and then the spill the tea mug, which is a personal favorite of mine and may sell out soon. So get it while you can get it while the tea is hot. Um, So if you want to buy this, which you do, Either go to the link in my Instagram bio at CKNY1213 or at WTF sub pod. And I have a link on my link tree there. And then if not, go to we are NUS, so we are new.com. And then make sure to go to collaborations and the what the fuck's up collaboration so that you are supporting me and the show because I gotta pay my bills. Um, thank you guys. Can't wait to see you wearing them. And if you do, please tag me so I can reshare. Okay. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. Today, I'm here with Mary Elizabeth Kelly, who is an actor, impressionist, and comedian. So you guys may know her from her viral TikToks, where she impersonates celebrities, and in particular, their mouth acting. Just to start out, what the fuck's up, Mary? I feel like I called you Mary or Mary Kelly, but now you've added the Elizabeth, which we love. The Elizabeth, yeah, is a somewhat new addition. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's my middle name, but it's like my actor name. Got it, got it. We both have three first names, and my last name and middle name are Elizabeth and Kelly, so. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it's, it's Irish shit, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, classic. Um, yeah. But yeah, Mary Kelly was taken at SAG, so. God. Had to add Elizabeth in there. Makes sense. So up top, guys, I'm putting Mary Elizabeth on the spot. Usually I play like seven T questions, which is just rapid fire, random questions, kind of like Vogue 73 questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead, I decided I would do seven impressions. So I'm excited to hear you do these. And then after, (laughs) definitely want to get into some of your process. Okay, cool. first one, Phoebe Waller-Bridges picking up a guy at the bar. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all. Oh, my God. He's so hot. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, hello. Um, hi. 
But I feel like she'd be too nervous and just go home. Oh, yeah, yeah. true, true. Yeah. She just bails. Yeah. She'd be like, I pick up and then leave. Goes yeah. to sleep with the priest. Yes, yeah. I mean, come on. Who who would pick anyone else but the priest? He's the best. Literally. You know what? Yeah. Someone said in your comments that you're like Phoebe Waller-Bridges mixed with Millie Bobby Brown. And I kind of like, mm. I see that for you. I feel that for you. I mean, hey, that's a compliment. I yeah, definitely take it. Okay, next one. I'm not going rapid fire enough. Matthew McConaughey when an edible hits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> This is amazing. Okay. Maggie Smith when someone cuts her in line. Oh. (laughs) How dare you. (laughs) Back to the line with you. (laughs) Good Lord. The only issue. No, these are amazing. The only issue with this is like, I wish you guys could see her mouth right now. Because the Maggie Smith mouth is like very important. Little tiny mouth. Yes, it's the tiniest mouth. Okay. Just imagine the tiniest mouth you can think of and that's what's happening and that's what's happening exactly <laughs> yeah. um yeah. okay drew barrymore reciting her vows oh my god uh, forever and ever i will love you i absolutely do <laughs> oh my god i love it yeah forever and ever i will love you classic you know no classic, that's what um, people say vows. In their vows yeah those yeah, were yeah, your yeah. vows right those were mine yeah okay amazing that's it yeah okay jennifer coolidge <laughs> giving someone a pep talk Oh, you're going to have the best day ever. Oh, God. You can do it. It's so good. <laughs> okay, this one I did to be a little cheeky, but Winona Ryder getting caught shoplifting. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, sorry? That's it. That's all she'd say, literally. Sorry. Yeah. And then the last one is Adele announcing that her show is back on in Vegas. Babe, oh my God. So the craziest thing happened. (laughs) We're back in Vegas, babes. Oh my God. The Adele accent is perfect. Her little lip. I know. I'll put these on uh, in video or something, (laughs) but this is amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. (laughs) I know putting you on the spot is a lot, but I've heard that you've been practicing your improv. So I thought I'd just go for it. Yeah. And it's helpful when there's Mm -hmm. like a prompt, when it's not just like, do so-and-so. Because that way I'm like... What do I? Yeah, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so thank you for that. Yeah. So okay. (laughs) Oh my god, there's so much to catch up on. So I know I totally failed to mention that Mary. I'm just gonna call you Mary. It's easier for me. Please, no, no, no. It's like no, please do. Perfect. Yeah. So that Mary (laughs) and I went to Northwestern together, where she studied theater, and obviously it is going very well for her now. Um, but I know there were years that you were you know in New York and acting how like what was kind of your story outside of college like what happened before all the impressions took off for you yeah I mean yeah I yeah I went to Northwestern go Mm -hmm. cats Cats. um and then I did a showcase right after out of Northwestern my senior year Mm -hmm. um and I got signed by an agency in New York and Mostly for, I think mostly for musical theater because I sang a song in my showcase and I did a scene. So yeah, I, I auditioned endlessly for like musical theater stuff. So much musical theater and theater 
which was amazing. And I love singing, but I, I really see myself much more as like an actor who's able to sing rather than like a musical theater performer. So, but yeah, I found myself really gravitating, gravitating towards comedy roles and right out of the bat, like right off the bat, as soon as I started auditioning, um, at the agency, I actually signed across the board. I ended up being with the commercial team there as well. And I booked a commercial like a month after I graduated or something. Oh, wow. And what was it for? It was for 7-Up. Oh, my God. Um, Go girl. Yeah. I was like sobbing in it. But it was like a national commercial. And yeah. it was all improvised. And it was really funny. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn. Like, I actually think – because like at, at Northwestern, they're not going like – you know, they're not really training you for comedy, really. No. I mean, like the comedy that you study is like – Shakespearean comedy. So, you know, when I graduated, I was like, I know I love comedy. I know that this is like what I gravitate towards and what I'm good at. And Mm -hmm. like, why haven't I like done Done this this. sooner? Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes at Northwestern, like the comedy scene felt like super insular or like it was like this very particular brand of comedy. So yeah, 100%. I feel like I've had a similar thing where I was like, I never thought I was like funny because I wasn't funny in like the Northwestern ways per se. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and everyone is so smart that that goes there. And like, you know, when like the meows of the world, the sketch group and like um, Titanic players for those of you who don't know the improv and and sketch groups yes, at Northwestern yes, yes. and they're these like iconic groups that are have really smart people in them and yeah. you know I didn't I didn't I don't even think I auditioned for them because I was like that's like so far beyond my, my abilities league. like yeah. but it's funny because now I am like making my living off of comedy and off yeah. of like like and everything I've booked like any commercials any tv shows pr- almost all of them have been comedy. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where, yeah, like post-college, I started taking improv at UCB. Mm -hmm. I did some at Second City during college and then some um, at UCB in New York. And I was like, okay, here we go. Like this is, this is what's up. So yeah, I booked a couple of things in New York and um, I'm from Connecticut. And so I was like, okay, New York is what's up because my family's close by and whatever. And um, I can do theater and commercials and TV and all that. Yeah. Um, but then quickly I realized, I think I just need to be in LA. Like my path, I think lives in the TV comedy world. Definitely. And like, that's what I want to do. And that's where I want to be. So um, yeah, I got married in 2017. And then like a little over a year later, we moved to LA. That's so crazy. I didn't yeah. realize. Okay. I know this is so off topic, but I am interested to hear about your relationship quickly because yeah, were you guys dating during college? Like how did you guys meet? What was that whole story there? Yeah. So Chase is my husband's name. Chase. We, yeah, he went to Northwestern. Um, oh he was a junior when I was a freshman and we were in a Midsummer Night's Dream together. Oh my God. Um, yeah. There was the Shakespearean comedy right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we were, we were friends. He, he was like the head of Stuco student theater. Oh um, and he was like kind of this big man on campus, like actor guy. And I, we became pals and I would ask him for like boy advice and stuff a lot my freshman year. And he'd always be like, he's a jerk. Don't date him. Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, 
maybe you like me and maybe we like each other. That might be what's happening. Oh um, but then, yeah, we were in this show together. And, and this was um, your freshman year that you were in the show together? My freshman year, yeah. yeah like my first like big Northwestern mm-hmm. show. Um, and yeah, we would hang out at all the cast parties and stuff. And then just eventually he was like, I like you can I kiss you? And I was like, sure. Oh my gosh. Talk about consent. I know there, it was, yeah. it was <laughs> deeply consensual, you know, off the bat, like, may I, can I kiss you? Sure. Um, but yeah, he's just awesome. And yes, yeah, so we were long distance for two years once he graduated. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, where was he while you guys were long distance? He moved to New York um, when oh, he graduated. God, he was older. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. So then, yeah. And then he, he, I moved to New York too. He would come back and visit me all the time in Evanston. And and then, do you know Ford Altenburn? It sounds familiar. Say the name again. He, Ford what? Ford. Altenburn is, is his last name. But Ford is Chase's younger brother who was a freshman when I was a senior. Got it. So, yeah, anyway. I don't you know. know if I know but, him. Um, I definitely wasn't as involved as I should have been in the Northwestern theater scene. They're just... I mean... Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like not, you know, you're not missing like a whole lot. Um, no, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it, it was a very fun, but like we definitely... I certainly took myself way too seriously. Like, you know, it's so funny to think back now and all the clubs and stuff and like working at late into the night and like acapella groups and stuff. And you're like, what yes. the fuck was I doing? Okay. So another thing is the fact that we were both in acapella and you were in yes. that, which is an amazing group. I have a really random question for you regarding... And this is totally coming from my experience, but regarding uh-huh. singing, I don't know if you ever had this experience in like acapella or auditioning or with like voice coaches, but sometimes, because I think like part of being a good singer is like having that good ear or even yeah. you know, accents, acting, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when I was like auditioning for something in acapella, they'd be like, okay, but you have to have your own take on it. It would be like, almost too much like I was imitating the singer oh that's so funny yeah did you ever get that or did you ever find yourself wanting to like imitate different like types of artists instead of kind of like putting your own take on it yeah often it's funny like on a lot of my videos um like impression videos people would be like hey I bet you're a good singer too Mm, because like this sometimes correlates um but yeah, I like learned to sing. I didn't really take voice lessons really? like until I was like older. Yeah, like in high school, late high school. Um, and I like learned to sing, you know, by like listening to like pop yeah. songs and stuff. So I would sort of do it in the style. Like I used to listen to a lot of now called the chicks, you know, Dixie chicks. Um, so I'd sort of like have a bit of a twang sometimes <laughs> to like singing which is funny and um yeah so so that's definitely a thing that happens for sure or sometimes like when I'm talking to people with accents like I'll find myself just falling into the accent which I think it's just like such a theater kid thing too but it is it's also I think an empathy thing like I don't know what it is like I uh, people all the time are like how do you you know how do you do all these impressions and like what you know like what makes you interested in them or good at them or whatever and I do think there is an element of like empathy to it like I weirdly I don't know like I like to sort of be 
in the brain of the person I'm talking to and like, or like, you know, watching. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, one of my good friends growing up was British English and she, I would like spend a couple weeks at her house if my parents were out of town or something and I would come home and my mom would be like, stop talking like that. You're so weird. Like I would fully be like, hello, mommy, you know, like fully, like just being British because it's kind of fun. And like, if you can do it, like there was a time in my life when I would just like go to a bar and speak in an Australian accent just because I could like just, you know, just to pretend. No, I've done that literally at weddings where I'm like, I don't want the guy to talk to me and all of a sudden I'll yeah. start speaking in like an Aussie accent or something and they're Perfect. like, wait, I'm thrown. Who are you? Are yeah. you crazy? Are you Australian? Are you yeah. American? Yeah. You're like, good. I'm both, baby. I'm yeah. crazy and Australian. <laughs> leave me alone. Exactly. It is a good way to sort of be like, yeah, I'm not from here. Like, like leave yeah, me alone. like can't deal yeah. with it. Yeah. You got to use your every skill, you know, you got to use all the know. tricks. I'm going to ask you the story that everyone asks you, but like, how did you start getting into all the impressions and impersonations? Like, where did that first come from? How do you find that like, yeah, niche, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I have been doing impressions since I was like very small, just in terms of entertaining my friends and family. Um, my grandpa actually used to do like voices and accents and impressions and stuff. And I think I, you know, inherited this, some of that from him. Um, but yeah, he, he used to sort of do it to, to, um, entertain. And so I kind of did that too. And it, it, I don't know, my friends would always be like, oh, do an impression of so-and-so. And And I would do impressions of like people we all knew and stuff. Um, like in college, it was sort of a bit of mine to like do impressions of people. So, but I never thought like, oh, this could be something I make like a career out of. (laughs) Like that just was never something I even thought of. Um, until I, um, yeah, again, like at Northwestern, they're not like, you know, Hey Mary, I think you might have a talent for impressions. Let's focus on that. You know, it's not, it's not known as like a technique. Um, so, but yeah, it honestly, like I was in LA, I, we had moved here less than a year before the pandemic hit and I was still looking for like LA representation and, um, everything just shut down. Like I had a day, I had a day job, um, that laid off like a thousand people in Southern California or something. So what was the day job just out of curiosity? Do you know Stitch Fix? The, um, that sounds so familiar. It's like a direct to consumer, like, um, style, style box. Like there's like, I was like an internet stylist, essentially online stylist. And like, people would send me, um, you know, explanations of like what they need in their lives and then I would like pick stuff from our inventory and like we would ship like an outfit to them essentially um yeah but you know the the um California has a lot of rules about like you know having to pay your your people enough to allow them to like have a living wage um which is good in most situations except for you know a global pandemic yeah so they were like oh you're too expensive so we're not gonna have you in southern california anymore so they like moved a lot of our jobs over to um you know places that had a lower cost of living Mm -hmm. um so yeah i got laid off and i was just sitting around doing nothing and I was like what the fuck am I supposed to do here like I like everybody I think everybody was like what whoa like I need to pivot like what's happening here and nothing was auditioning everything in in LA was shut down um and so I was like what 
what do I like? What's fun for me? Like, what do I, mm-hmm. you know, what brings me joy? And so I started doing, um, like accents and putting them on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was really like nervous at first to like put them on Instagram or anything. Cause yeah. you know, like it's such a weird feeling to be like, look what I can do, you know, like, look at this thing I can do. 100%. And like everybody watch. Yeah. yeah. So I put them on TikTok and they started doing pretty well on TikTok, and I got like a little bit of a following. Um, and then I was watching pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> A classic. A classic, yeah. absolutely. Um, we were like, wa- I was watching so many movies at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic, especially because, you know, like you what had to make to some do? activity. Yeah. Like separate yeah, we the day from the night. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Movies. Like making yeah, like yeah. craft cocktails and like watching <laughs> movies, like feeling as it. if, you know, creating some normalcy. Um, but yeah, I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean and Johnny Depp just was acting so weird with his mouth and he just so much of his performance was like all about his mouth. And I was like, that's a funny thing. And Kira Knightley sort of was doing the same thing. So I thought to myself like, oh, I feel like there's so many actors who do this thing with their mouths. And, um, so I made you know, a TikTok video of it and put it on the internet and it went just absolutely nuts. And from there I was like, oh, okay, maybe I am good at impressions or like, you know, maybe impressions are something like people want to see from me. Um, Yeah. So more and more I started just posting, I like moved on from mouth acting and, you know, really just was doing straight up impressions. And um, the more I do them, the better I get at them. And um, I've now done like hundreds of different people, like I like counted the other day and I've done like one 120 or something. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gone to a point where I really feel like I can kind of do anyone. And, um, it's like a challenge for me now and yeah, it's opened all these wild doors and, um, but yeah, it really was just me kind of having the courage to like, put it out there. Um, cause I, it's just such a flooded market. Like, you know, especially TikTok and especially at the beginning of the pandemic, like everyone Definitely. was just like going to the internet and putting all their shit on there. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought, well, how am I any better than anybody else? Um, but yeah, turns out, you know, I, I'm, I've got something that people are interested in. Don't know what, but, um, but yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah. Um, well, I love that story. That's so amazing. And, I, you totally, like, I love how you gave yourself credit for, like, having courage to do it because it is so hard. And that's something, like, I've talked about before on the podcast and with other guests that have come on. But there's something super vulnerable about, like, putting out something that feels, like, different or off-brand, especially, like, well, that's what's great about TikTok is it kind of encourages, like, those niche weird things but on Instagram like in particular it's really hard to be like I'm gonna change up my feed and start like you know posting these impressions and kind of put myself out there so that's really awesome that you were able to do it thanks yeah it's funky so what's the process behind because you have so many like different people you've done now so many different situations like how do you come up with these like what's like the behind the scenes of kind of like filming this because I'm very curious yeah because people don't realize 
like these videos, reels I've been doing for brands like TikToks, they take some time. So yes, like they do. Yeah. Are yeah. you writing them out? Are you collecting suggestions? Like what's happening behind the scenes? Yeah, it depends. Like I um actually just made I'm like I just like recorded a YouTube video mm-hmm. of like sort of like the process that I go through of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it depends on what I'm doing. But for the for the ones that are um you know, like kind of like back-to-back impressions. Um, mm-hmm. Usually I'll just like, I have a running list. Like I on my phone, I have oh like a notes app that's just like full of ideas of like different things. Uh-huh. Some of which are um, like, sometimes I'll get, get dams from people. Like I did one that was like celebrities reacting to an earthquake or something, which someone yeah, sent, that sent one me. Yeah, was hilarious. Thanks. Someone on Twitter was like, I think that'd be really funny. And I was like, for sure. So I like credited him and was like so and so came up with this idea yeah um for the most part like I'll be in the shower and I'll be like oh my god that's so that's a really funny idea and then I'll just literally in the shower start um like doing like see who kind of comes to me and like yeah start spitballing a little bit um and then try to like remember that when I go and sit down in, in front of my oh my god my dog is dreaming right now it's so cute she's oh like making god, little sounds I'm like gently petting her being like please don't make any sound um but <laughs> like yeah but stay asleep but don't make any sound um but yeah so I I'll, I'll come up with a concept and mm-hmm. recently I've been um having days where if I feel like really creative I'll just like make a bunch in a day um like I'll just sit down and do that so that on a day when I'm like oh god like I really can't do that today I Mm -hmm. can just edit it and post it and like not worry about it um but yeah I'll sit down and I'll just literally turn my phone on and if sometimes I'll definitely like rewatch my most recent video and make sure I'm not repeating many people or like yeah because I get so many yeah it's like I get so many requests for like you know, like Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Coolidge, like sort of mm. the the um, staples, I would say, of, of the group. Yes. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm, you know, I don't want it to be repetitive and I want to, I, I try to like introduce a new person or two, two new people each time or like bring someone back I haven't done in a while. Um, or if it's something, you know, like um, something I did like celebrities eating snacks or something. And, um, sometimes I think, oh, you know, so-and-so would be so funny eating a snack. And then, yeah, I just sit down and just start the camera rolling and just say whatever comes to my brain. Um, it's pretty much, yeah, mostly improvised. There are some times when I'm like, oh yeah, I have to have Jennifer Coolidge eat a cookie specifically. And, you know, like I want to give Kristen Wiig like an almond, but like for the most part, it's really just like spur of the moment whatever um yeah do you find yourself having to like rewatch before you do them or do they just like at this point is it just like off the tip of the tongue yeah it depends on the person like you know the drews of the world and the the jennifer coolidge's like those very much live in me and so they're very (laughs) easy just to like put right out um but yeah there are some people especially newer people um or like people who have very different voices or or facial features from mine that I'll have to watch like an interview or something um, just to refresh my, my brain. But, but yeah, at this point they live within me, which is kind of scary, but um, (laughs) 
I think it's <laughs> but great. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also, like, so obviously mouth acting is, like, your go-to, but you've mm-hmm. talked about different types of acting that people rely on. So I know yeah. you've talked about eyebrow acting, which mm-hmm. I actually at Northwestern and prior, like, throughout my acting career got that sometimes. Really? And I think it's actually how I speak. I think I just have, like, weirdly expressive brows. Yeah. But I guess what would the other, like, types of acting be and like when you're acting have you noticed yourself ever like relying on one of those types I guess yeah I mean there are people who I I definitely think there's hair acting like people who like I I think I never thought about that yeah well like Kristen Stewart I would say often like you know in the Twilight movies especially is like doing a lot of like kind of like hair stuff um and even in like her more recent stuff too she sort of like when she gets mad she like puts her hands in her hair um so that's definitely a thing and um yeah (laughs) there was someone recently who was like who was it someone was like oh actually they're not a mouth actor they're a nose actor and I was like what and there are some people who like flare their nostrils really intensely when they're acting and that's you know definitely a thing um I feel like that's definitely a Maggie Smith feature yes like I I think that incorporates into your Maggie Smith a hundred percent the nose is very Mm -hmm. active in the Maggie Smith um (laughs) a lot of English actors yeah end up sort of doing a little bit of a flare I don't know yeah Benedict Cumberbatch does that but yeah I would say I, I I when I'm playing especially a serious role, I tend to do a bit of like an eyebrow thing. Um, <laughs> we're all sort of like, yeah, I mean, I'm a generally like a very facially expressive person. So yeah. it kind of depends on what I'm doing. But yeah, there's a lot of eyebrow acting for me, at, at least unintentionally. Um, <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. Or just not knowing what to do with my hands. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And there are absolutely hand actors, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Like people who are very, you know, like definitely more into the... I mean, Kristen Stewart, again, I mean, she really is an, an everything actor, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. She really puts her whole self into Full body. It. Yeah. Full but body she, acting. She'll do a hand thing, too, from time to time. But yeah. I know I need to do more. I need to expand maybe... I've just in the mouth and the eyebrow. Maybe I need to do, you know, some hair acting. You've inspired me. And then I guess the last question I'll ask before we get specifically into like the 20 something stuff is what are some opportunities that have kind of come from this for you? Or like, you know, you were talking about doors being open for you. Like what are some of the new exciting things that have happened post you kind of taking off and becoming viral? Yeah. Um, well, I auditioned for SNL this year, which was like a big thing. Oh my um, god! Yeah, I'm sure it, everyone and their mom has told you to do that too. Yes, right? everyone's like, yeah. you should audition for SNL, and it's so funny because I don't think people realize like you have to be asked, like you have to be invited to audition. And I, I was invited, and I, I made it a couple rounds, went all the way to New York and everything to do the screen test, and um, yeah. It was amazing. And like just that happening yeah, opens a lot of doors too. Because I think, you know, people go like, oh, who's testing this? You know, like who's testing for SNL this year? And like, what's the deal? And like, who are these people? And so I think from that, I got a lot of meetings, um, just like general meetings with, you know, casting people and stuff. And um, I finally am like getting to know everybody in in town, which who I I wasn't able to do that, you know, beforehand because I, you know, because of COVID and everything. So I'm getting to meet a lot of people, which is amazing. And I got like, 
I was already repped with these great with a great commercial agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then from this SNL audition and from you know the viral stuff, I got a whole great team um, of you know manager and and legit agent and everything now. And um, I'm like writing some stuff and talking to some people about making you know turning my writing into something. So. Yeah, it's, wait, what kind of stuff are you writing? I mean, I, my dream, like, my dream in this world is mm-hmm. to, like, be a creator, writer, act, like, creator, writer, star. Sort of like a Tina Fey, 30 Rock situation. Yes, yes. Um, And, yeah, so it's more like, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, do you want to do, imp- like, you want your career to be impressions, like, you, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever, like, SNL, whatever. And, like, of course... SNL would be incredible. Like, of course, I would love to audition yeah. again. You know, I'd love to, like, that would obviously, I'm, like, a huge SNL nerd. have loved it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there are a lot of different pathways to to get there. And, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really hoping to, like, just do impressions for the rest, the rest of, my of life. your life. Um, yeah, it's sort of more like a means to an end um, for me. You know, like, just sort of showing that I have this skill, but really, like, behind that is, like, I write you know, I, I either improvise or write all of these impressions and like characters and stuff that I do. So, um, but when I'm writing right now, I'm writing like a couple um, pilots. Like I'm hoping to make some, you know, a series out of something. Um, comedies mostly, sort of like dark comedies. Do you have like a tidbit that you could give us, like kind of a, or are you trying to save them for now? No, like a I bit mean, of a description? like the the one I'm like really excited about is mm-hmm. I'll just say it's about like multi-level marketing schemes <laughs> it's it's an mlm situation yeah sort of like comedy but also but also sad too. <laughs> scary yeah. yeah um but yeah that's it. the one i'm sort of like championing at the moment um mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see how that goes but that's awesome and yeah, i fun. cannot believe like i mean as you said it's such an honor like that you were even on their radar enough to be asked to like audition for SNL because I'm sure you always get like the Chloe Fineman and stuff like that so yeah for um, sure congrats on that too thanks and you also were on Caroline's on Broadway right yeah yeah I did a like a stand-up show which is also something I've been you know wanting to do more of and writing more stand-up material and um ideally I'll be taking that show to like LA and maybe some other cities. I don't know. What does it kind of consist of? Like, or how did they approach you? Like, I yeah. want to hear about that quickly as well. Yeah. Caroline's, um, they, I don't know, out of the blue, I got an email um, from the booker there and he just was like, we love your stuff. Like, would you come perform here? And I was like, okay. Yes, please. <laughs> I was so scared. I was scared truly shitless. I was like, well, because yeah. I, you know, everything I do is just like on the internet. And so I was like, okay, wow, like I really need to, you know, put my money where my mouth is and like really walk the walk. And um, yeah. so I was like, right. And what does that look like? Because in my mind, I'm not like, like, you know, you go and you see impressionists and stuff on stage uh-huh. being like, okay, and now I'm going to do Arnold Schwarzenegger, like taking a bath, you know, and you're like, okay, but that's not like my that's not your cup of tea yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. and so but I was like but I want to make sure that I'm giving you know people if if like any followers or something come to this show I want to make sure that they're seeing you know the impressions and stuff that they love um so it's kind of half stand-up um and like talking about like me and how this all sort of like started and um like 
funny stories from my own life. Um, and then it sort of transitioned into um, this sort of impression. I did like 18 impressions or something. Oh my God. But like in kind of almost a monologue way um, where they all sort of flow together. So. Wow. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird. I've never seen anything. I've never seen someone perform something like what I was doing because it's sort of like a mashup of like all my different stuff that I like and that I do. And so it's hard to describe. But yeah, it, it went so well. Like a lot of people came and yeah. Um. And you were yeah. headlining, but was it just you? No, I had I I it I was head like so I was the final act, but I had um, two comedians I really love, Hannah Pelkis and mm-hmm. um, Jake Cornell, are two like character stand up people who actually have really great like internet followings too. Look them Amazing. up on Instagram. Um, yes, but them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, follow them, please. They're awesome and they're great people, like really kind, lovely people. Um, but they did their sets before me and then um I I went on after them and and closed it all out but my whole family being from the northeast like everyone came like my whole family came to the show and it was it was incredibly special and it felt it felt really good to be able to be like yeah I can go on stage and do something for 45 minutes like I I can do this in real life you know it's not just 45 minutes yeah my set was 45 Yeah. yeah. That's so, huge, especially like not having practiced, like doing something live on stage. Yeah. That's what yeah. was wild too, was like, I, and like, you know, with, with SNL and stuff, it's like, I practice, it's only five minutes, your audition. And so yeah. I practiced forever and like did it for my husband a million times. But with <laughs> this, it's 45 minutes. So you're like, yeah. I'm not going to practice this for, in front of my husband a million times, but it was, I don't know. It like meant a lot to me for whatever reason, just to be able to like practice it on my own and edit it on my own. Um, and then just like do it in front of this crowd. Like I didn't have a director or anything. It really just was me um but we did play a game at one point like part of the 45 minutes was like people put um suggest like requests into a bucket before the show Mm -hmm. and then I like just pulled things out and people had to guess what I was doing but yeah that took up like five minutes of the 45 which was which was helpful but yeah it was good I hope you also come back to New York because I like would love to see that sounds amazing yeah I mean I would love to do it. I, watching the footage back now, I've like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, there are some things I would absolutely edit and change. Yeah, um, yeah it's, you know, I'm my biggest critic, and so I, I'm always like, we I all are. make it perfect. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I want to do. I would love to do it all over. I've had people be like, come to DC, come to San Francisco. So, especially once, you know, Omicron has really, has really petered ceased. out. Yeah, like, then, yeah. um, I'd love to do a world tour. Well, we can definitely <laughs> manifest that for you. I'm yes. sure it will happen. Put it out into and the Yeah. I mean, the first steps there between SNL and Caroline's, that's huge. Also, I don't know why I'm saying this now, but if anyone doesn't know, Caroline's on Broadway is like a massive, massive comedy spot in New York. And if you're from New thing. York, you should go there. You should go. Okay. Let's get into some quarter life stuff since okay. that's technically the theme of the podcast. Yes. So first question, is there a particular experience in your twenties that you struggled with? 
And if so, how have you gotten through it and how has it kind of come to define you? I mean, so many things. I I think in terms of something that's still that I that's I still work through or like that I think yeah. you know just will always be there is just um or, or something that that I really learned from in my 20s was mm-hmm. just rejection um yeah. like you know being an actor especially like being a brand new actor straight out of college like you are just um really up against it you know and um there are some amazing supportive people and like you know taking classes and doing all that is all great but at the end of the day what's tough about acting is no matter how talented you are someone has to believe in you someone has to open a door for you especially when you're brand new and yeah there there was a period of time where um I was not booking anything at all Mm -hmm. and like I I had just so so I, probably a particularly low moment was when I um I had been signed with this agency right out of school and they were sending me on like auditions for like Cinderella and stuff you know all these things where I was like I, I where it wasn't I don't know, really this you. doesn't feel yeah, like me yeah, yeah yeah and I and I was so afraid like I think that's something I I wish I could like tell my younger self now is like don't be so afraid of your reps like they are they are like your teammates. To work with they you. want, yeah, yes. they want you to yeah. succeed too. So I, I was yeah. so scared to like speak up or say anything. Um, but then eventually I was like, hey, like I really want to audition for TV and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, okay. And, you know, trying to send me up for more TV stuff. But I really wasn't getting any TV or audition. I, my career like wasn't moving in the direction I wanted it to. And I was booking nothing. And come to like when I think back on it, I'm like, I wasn't auditioning very well. Like I I really, you know, I, I had a lot to learn. Um, and they dropped me. They just like called me one day and they were like, Hey, you know what? We're not feeling it anymore. And I was like, No, no. Um, so that That's was so really fucking tough. tough. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I I, you know, had the, those thoughts of like, oh, I haven't booked anything. I am not good. Like, no one's gonna want to ever book me. Um, and like, I'm with this big, great agency and still no one wants me and like, whatever. So I really had to take a moment to be like, no, like I, you are, and, and it, you know, it helped to have like a really supportive partner and my family was yeah. very supportive. And, um, but yeah, I, I like got multiple, I, I already had had a couple day jobs and I added on more day jobs and I was working constantly and really just like, um, sending like cold emails to managers and agents and really just hustling hard for myself. And I think that really taught me like you are in control of your circumstances. Like as much as, especially as an actor, it feels like, you know, I'm doing my best and no one's letting me do anything. It's like, yeah. yeah, Like I think taking the power back and being like, no, I can advocate for myself and, you know, this isn't the end of the world and I can, I can lift myself up and, and try again. Um, that has stuck with me, but it's still, it never feels good to hear no ever. Um, or hear nothing, which is yeah. Also well, and that's really what I've had to yeah. get used to. Like yeah. you just don't hear anything. And so finding ways to fulfill yourself and like take on projects that maybe might feel futile, but like, 
you know, it, it fills you up. Um, so taking the power back has been a lesson I've learned, but from that, those really rough times of being told no a lot, a lot, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I think that's such a great story and is definitely like part of the reason I started this. Like I definitely got, you know, a good amount of yeses, but so many more no's yeah. which is, or so many more, you know, crickets. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so hard when you do feel out of control like that. And, you know, I think it's so good to realize that it can always be a learning lesson. And, you know, now you're so in control over what you do between yeah. like, having the agency of like these videos and putting your own stuff out there. So it's, it's just really cool. You were able to move forward. As it took, well. it yeah. took a while, <laughs> but yeah, it's cause it's, cause as we've discussed before, there's a vulnerability mm-hmm. to that. Um, like it's easy just to be like, Oh, let me wait for an audition to come my way or, you know, whatever. Um, it's much easier just to do that, but it, it's much less empowering because you're just waiting for other people to make a choice for you. So pivoting to something, are you 30 now? You're 30? Girl, I'm 31. You're 31. Doesn't look a day over 21 for sure. Wow. Thanks so much. (laughs) Actually, you do have great skin though, guys. Thank you. I'm I'm so jealous. I try, you know. So I guess the next thing would be, uh, what was one of your favorite parts of your 20s or like something that made you really happy during that time? Gosh. I mean, um, my wedding was amazing um that period of time I loved planning my wedding like it was really I loved the planning process of it all it was really fun that's very type a of you because I feel like so many people are like planning a wedding is a nightmare yeah well I was I was lucky because again like Chase Mm -hmm. is a great a very supportive partner and he was like really involved in the process and I had a great wedding planner and my family was like just do whatever you want like no one was pressuring me or pushing me to Mm -hmm. do anything um so yeah like all the preparatory events like the bachelorette party was so fun all my bridal sh- you know sh- the showers and yeah. I'm just like a huge I'm like a major extrovert social person and so yeah. anything where all of my best friends are in the same spot is like nirvana to me like I I literally <laughs> like I talk about this with my friend do you know Kara Lewis she went to Northwestern with us but yeah yeah I yeah so. I talk about this with her all the time but like we both get this like really like intense high vibrational energy when like we're around mm-hmm. a lot of our close friends and it it yeah. sometimes gets a little extra but especially if there are other theater people too oh yeah, my god so yeah good. so of course we're all like you know, like going crazy all together. But I love celebrating and I love celebrating other people too. So I like, I love mm-hmm. other people's weddings. I love other people's bachelorettes and stuff. So mm-hmm. those actually, I mean, mine, but also so many of my other friends who like got married in, in our twenties or, you know, when I was in my twenties, um, yeah. I just, and that's what I miss so much about, you know, with COVID yeah. is like, I love big events, big family events like that. Um, yeah. So I guess those, and where was the wedding? Like what? I want to hear more about the wedding itself also. Yeah. yeah. It was in New York City. We um, oh. got married. The ceremony was at this rooftop at Rockefeller Center. It's called 620 oh Lofton Garden. Yeah, it was very Yeah, I know it. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Our ceremony was there. And then we walked to the University Club on 54th and 5th. Um, and the reception was like in their big old school 
wood paneled ballroom. Um, wow. And we just freaking danced the night away. It was really, really fun. Yeah. I have virtually no regrets from my wedding at all. Like I really feel very lucky. I don't know. I, I, I in another life, I would be a wedding planner. I loved, I loved the yeah. whole process. I would love to plan. If anyone's looking for a wedding planner, a wedding planner. I'll help you. <laughs> and she'll impersonate people along the yeah, way. Yeah, and I'll come dressed up as Drew Barrymore. Yes, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, I know that I said I wasn't going to play this, but I'm going to throw it in here anyways. So we're quickly going to play a game of the 70 questions. Okay. And just find out some other random stuff. I love it. Let's do it. Great. Okay, first question, what is the current tea in your life? So like, what's the haps, what's going on, drama, fun stuff, oh any of it. Oh my God. Honestly, it, I'm really boring right now. I'm, I can't, and, and honestly, I try to live a, a truly as much yeah. of a drama-free life as I can. It doesn't have to be drama though. It could be okay. like exciting. Um, oh God. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge DM'd me on Instagram. <gasps> what? <laughs> See, this is, this is why I have to play the game. Please elaborate. Yeah. Oh my she, God. well, she, she and I follow each other on Instagram and I love Is she the first her. person to reach out? No, I've, I've had, well, uh, certain people that I do impressions of, I know that, yeah. that they know that I exist and like, you know, through, <laughs> through it. the grapevine, yeah. I've heard. You know, they're like, oh, they love your impression of them, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And like other c celebrities who I don't do impressions of, like, have followed me and like oh musicians God, yeah. and stuff, which is cool. Um, but yeah, she fully was like, you're so talented. And I was like, <laughs> like, I had a nervous breakdown because I really I love her a lot. And I think yeah. she's a wonderful person. Like, I've seen her speak at a lot of things and she's just so funny and just a genius. She's um, really so yeah, that, that, that was like a wild, exciting thing that happened to me recently. I love how you're like, there's nothing exciting happening in my life and Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge just well, sliding into your DMs. Well, Are you kidding me? I know. Me? Well, I honestly like, you know, nothing, nothing bad, knock on wood, which is lucky. So that's amazing too, because I feel like everyone does the Jennifer Coolidge. So for her yeah. to like acknowledge you specifically is like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even the celebrities are all out there doing that. So yeah, I know it's true. I know a lot of celebrity, celebrity impressions. Yes. Definitely. I'm like, let us do it. Let us little people <laughs> do it. <laughs> let us do it. Yeah. And then invite us to go on Fallon. Yeah, exactly. Please. Yeah. Definitely. Jimmy. I'm available. Jimmy, where are you? <laughs> Growing up, who was your celebrity crush? I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God. He's yeah. amazing. And do you do your Blake too? Oh yeah. Maybe he'll catch his attention. Yeah. Well, he follows me on Twitter. What? I know. That also oh made God. me go. I like peed Freak myself. Out. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Cause I do, I do love him. I just, you know, yeah. I, I think he's, I've just always like really, I'm, I think humor is the number mm -hmm. one thing for me. And like, yeah. um, I don't know. He just seems funny and, he is funny, but he always, he also just seems like a nice dude. But yeah, he was like my, my, my high school crush for sure. Well, I mean, having your high school crush follow you on Twitter, what could be better? It's That's kind awesome. of insane to hear myself say that out loud. Yeah. I'm assuming that was after one of the Blake impressions. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I went, I had a day where I went like mega viral yeah. on Twitter 
And and yeah, he was like, I'm going to share this with Blake. And I was like, I'm going to, I am going to die. <laughs> I was like, this is not real life. Oh that whole God, day was like, amazing. I did. Yeah. People were retweeting me. I was like, you know, I don't think you realize that like p- famous people are like real until they're doing, until they're like retweeting you. And you're like, oh, you're a, okay, you're real and you're doing this. Which video was that? The celebrities meet your dog or something. Oh my God. Yeah. That one went Incredible. like crazy for whatever reason. You know, people love dog content. People love dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, surreal. So who is someone who you're currently inspired by? Oh my gosh. Oh, so many people. I mean, you know, career wise, definitely like mm-hmm. Tina Fey, as we talked about. Like yeah. I really um I really love her. And I love Mindy Kaling too. Like, you know, these these writer creators who star in their own stuff like I just think they're geniuses and um I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus like her comedy inspires me constantly like her timing is incredible um but someone like personally who inspires me all the time is my mom who is she's I know everyone's like my mom is my hero but she no it's good she's a New York Times bestselling author and she what is on her third or she just wrote her or her third book just also became a New York Times. Like, she has three-time New York Times wow. bestselling author. Um, she has two more books in the works, um, an audiobook coming out in a couple weeks. So she's – or this week, actually, I think. Later this week. Um, but and is she, it fiction stuff? Yeah, it's historical fiction. Yeah. But she oh, wow. started writing in her 50s and, like, you know, ha- like, raised three kids and was like, I guess my life is kind of – this is it. Um and then she discovered the story that she was really fascinated by and started writing about it, having never written anything in her life, except like wow. she was a copywriter. She wrote commercials. Um, and now she's a New York Times bestselling author. So it's she's one of those people. And I think this is a great lesson like for listeners and for this podcast Definitely. especially is like you never know what your life will become. Like so you true. may be in your 20s, 30s thinking like, oh, I'm not where I want to be or like, oh, this is my path. And it could just drastically change and be be better than you could ever imagine like later in your life. So life is long, you know, and it has many iterations. And so whenever I think like, oh, I'm not where I want to be, I think about my mom who, you know, is like at the peak of her career right now in her 60s, which is incredible. So you know yeah yeah that's awesome my dad will love to hear that because my dad actually just started writing himself a few years ago which is so funny yeah yeah he is not new york times bestseller yet but hey knock on wood for him yeah 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 it's it's a really cool i i love i love that she just was like look i'm gonna follow my bliss and see where it takes me and it has is getting her very far that's good that's so fucking cool yeah Yeah. and I love emphasizing that on this as well where it's like you really never know what's gonna happen and it's never too late to try something that keep the faith stick with it you know okay if you had a spirit animal what would it be oh yeah I mean I always feel like my my um I always like to say it's like I'm like a I love Harry Potter um so I think Don't of like my what my patronus would be you know yes. like my oh my god it's funny you say that because my friend Sophie was like why don't you ask them what their patronus would be I was yeah. like well what if they're not Harry Potter nerds like that's true are, yeah yes. I mean you know I think a patronus should be everyone should know what their patronus is really. yeah um yeah. but yeah I always think my patronus would be a deer 
a doe. Okay. Yeah. Doe a deer. Doe a deer. Not Bambi. Bambi? No. no. Not a, not no, a little. No, Bambi's too sad. Not a little sweet baby deer. Definitely like yeah. an adult deer. <laughs> a female <laughs> deer. Um, doe a deer. Doe a deer, a female deer. Um, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It. I always loved that that idea. I yeah. love deer. They're like my little symbol. I see a lot of them around uh, my house upstate. So next time I see one, I'll think yeah. of be like, be like look, Mary yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Are you going to there her? She Are you is. bringing her something? A wand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my God. why is this deer walking around in a hat? <laughs> it's me. Carrying a wand. It's me. Yeah. And then I guess the last of the 70 questions I'll ask is what is something that people who are watching you or listening might otherwise not know about you? Honestly, I really like kind of put everything out on the table. Like I really, there's nothing, I mean, I'm really, I love telling secrets and talking Uh about myself. Um, I love to sew. I like sew my own clothes sometimes. And like I made like masks during the pandemic. Oh my God. That's a huge. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, there's nothing to share. And then I have all this stuff. Yeah. I like to sew. I like used to make clothes and stuff when I was in high school. But yeah, I made, especially during COVID, I made like some sundresses and stuff and a bunch of masks. Yeah. How did you learn? I don't know. I've just always like. Uh, I've been interested in sewing and embroidery and stuff. Like I, I've, mm-hmm. I'm usually like pretty good with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, craft wise and yeah. yeah, I just like Googled. I mean, like I YouTubed it essentially about how to make masks and it's really very frustrating, like sewing. Oh, really? Cause you have, to, if you fuck up, like you have to like do all this stuff to undo it. Yeah. Um, but it was great. I learned a lot during quarantine, honestly. Yeah, um, I'm like, you had the most productive quarantine. I'm one of those people who, like, I have a really hard time sitting still, you know, and yeah. just, like, being, you know, quiet yeah. and calm. Um, so I always <laughs> feel like I have to at least be doing something that makes me feel like I'm, you know, contributing to something. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Kelly, all the names for coming on. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, follow you? Yeah, I'm Marikel, M-A-R-E underscore K-E-L-L on every platform. So um, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, find me. Yes. And get ready, especially people in LA. Hopefully you have a show coming up soon. And um, as always, you can follow me at CKNY1213 and at WTF Sup Pod. Bye, guys. Bye.